Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, my name is Bryce Watts. I'm Allison Anger. This is a podcast where we speak exclusively to the women in the NFL to learn about how they navigate this life in the league. The players are always the ones in the spotlight, but we want to highlight the amazing women who are their support systems behind the scenes. Get out the way, men. Lately I've been feeling out of touch Like nothing gives me that same kind of rush And all my friends say I'm better off But you're still in my head Yeah, my mind says to let you go But I'm not ready yet And all this time I've been thinking about All the things we said So it's just so bad if I hold on Cause I'm not ready yet, not ready yet Welcome back to NF Ladies Podcast. We're on episode nine, and today we have special guest Miranda Ross with us today. Hi, Miranda. How are you? Hey, I'm great. And you? Um, I'm doing wonderful. Thanks. Happy Friday. This rec- is being recorded on Friday, but everyone's going to listen on a Thursday, maybe a Saturday. Who knows? But to get us started, uh, go ahead and tell us who you are, who your significant other is how you guys got to be in the NFL and what team you are currently with. So I'm Miranda Ross and my significant other is defensive tackle Quentin Williams with the New York Jets. And we've been with the New York Jets for two years and we've only been in the NFL for two years. So have you guys been together dating this entire, his entire NFL career? Yes, we have. We started off in college together. We met in college and then like, Around the time we were both leaving college, he was getting drafted and I was transferring. He just decided to pop the question and then we're here. Awesome. I'm so jealous. I love the excitement of draft day. Can you go ahead and tell us like what was that like going through that experience? Like I'm sure there's a lot of anxiety and also ex- excitement all involved in that, but share your uh, share with us your story. <sighs> draft day, out. A lot of fans, you know, you can push out the way for autographs and pitches. And it was just an amazing, like, moment, like, for him. And just to watch him, like, get ready and, like, live out his dreams, everything he wanted growing up. Like, it was just, like, a bittersweet moment. So was he one of the guys that was, like, physically there? Wait, can you go into that a little bit more? I mean, you're the first one who's actually physically been there. Like, you're saying you're getting pushed out of the way. I had that experience in college, but it was just like little boy fans. And I'm like, I'm getting pushed out of the way from my boyfriend. Like, this is my <laughs> boyfriend. Why are you pushing me out of the way? So tell, like, go into depth because we have no idea what that's like. I mean, it's just like, it was in Nashville. It was a lot of like fans outside. I mean, inside it was a lot of fans too. Of course, like the only way you could really be inside is if you, is if you were family or friends of the draftee and like I don't know it's just like a lot of lights cameras actions like it was just overwhelmed but in a good way um he got the opportunity to sit back in the green room and get the phone call from the team and then he walked out on stage because obviously the guys are already knowing where they're going by the time they get ready and walk out on stage and it was just such a great moment yeah that phone call I think it's funny that most people realize mm-hmm. who they're going to go to before. We've had some friends who were like, I, I had no idea. Like they just changed their pick. But that is such a crazy thing. Like even being mm-hmm. at home, like you're just sitting there and you're stressed and you're watching and you're like, okay, what's going to happen? It's just like, it's like a lot of 
waiting but a lot of excitement anxiety at the same time like (laughs) it's I feel like that's really indicative of like how the NFL is just as a whole so it makes sense so you said you guys met in college Mm -hmm. so how did you guys meet give us the story okay well we both attended the University of Alabama and like we would have I would see him like every now and then on campus you know we've seen each other and then like I found out that like one of my best friends who was like my brother in college like that was his roommate and like I used to be there all the time like he had like this three-bedroom suite and like since I was off campus, I would usually spend a night over because he had so many extra other bedrooms just so I could get to campus, you know, quicker. Don't have to worry about like the chaotic parking scheme and everything. And like, I never knew the whole time, like he was in the next bedroom over. Like it was just like, you know, like I'll see him sometimes, we'll just speak. And then one day, like, so at Alabama, like the football players, they get, they try to recruit other people in high school to the football team. And Luckily, his recruit ended up being my cousin. So one day I seen my cousin at cookout and he was there with my cousin. And then like, it just kind of all like went from there because he didn't know like that was my cousin. So it just worked out perfectly. That's so funny how it works out like that. Mm -hmm. What is the, I mean, what cookout? Is it like a cookout where they bring all the recruits? It's like a yearly thing? No, 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 no. Cookout is the name of like this franchise restaurant slash fast food it's like a mcdonald's but it's like way better like the food is better um it's so cheap like their prices but it's just like the food's better like and if you're in college you know you don't want to spend a lot of money but you also don't want to eat mcdonald's every day so cookout was like the next best thing like you get your hamburgers your corn dogs chili cheese fries milkshakes like the milkshakes are bomb so that was kind of like the meetup spot (laughs) So talking about the prices, uh, how much of a shock was it when you first went into New York City and a cocktail is $18 for a teeny tiny little thing? (laughs) And then tax on top of that up here, like it's crazy. Like it's definitely a culture shock, like from everything, the prices, weather, clothes, like, and then like certain stuff, like the shoes are tax free. So anytime you usually pay up north with like cash, people are willing to just give you the base price instead of like tax included. So that's one thing I do like about up here, you know, so. That's interesting. And you're it, I mean, we can go into a little bit, a little bit later. So you started your own business with fashion. So, you know, all the ins and outs and mm-hmm. like the tax stuff. I'm like, I had no idea. How, how would I know they don't put tax on shoes paying with cash? Like I don't ever carry cash. <laughs> you, never, you never like had the opportunity to like come up here and like literally go to any store and buy a pair of tennis shoes or anything. No, <laughs> really? I told you I, we're stingy, man. I <laughs> If your shoes are like $59, you think when you get to the register, there's going to be like plus tax, but they're like, no, it's $59 even. Like, that's all you pay. That's so nice. Like, it's a little mm-hmm. thing, but it's so nice. Like, what you see is what you get. You don't have trust issues with the prices anymore. Right, right. Like that. Sometimes I thought it was because, like, no offense, like a lot of New Yorkers walk. So I'm like, I guess they know they need a lot of shoes maybe and they don't want to add the tax on the shoes because they're going to buy it anyway. I don't know. That was just like my theory. That's pretty good reasoning. <laughs> I never would have thought of that. But so why is it that they do that? Do you know the real answer? I don't know, but I think once we end this today, I'm going to look it up and let yeah, you guys I'm, know. <laughs> I'm super curious now. 
Right. Um, so speaking of prices of things in New York, you guys recently bought your own home. Yes, we recently bought a condo, not the forever home yet. It's just the condo, just getting started, you know, getting our feet wet, trying to see like the things we like, the things we don't like. So it's just the two of us. So we just got a condo, not a house. Um, And that's good because it's hard to take care of a whole house, mm-hmm. especially when it's just the two of you and that's all you really need. Like why okay. have to take care of all this extra space? Um. So do you guys know or have you talked about like where you would want to make your your home base during the off season? Um, like if you could choose anywhere to live, where would that be? Um, so for right now, we just purchased property in Atlanta, Georgia. So that is like our home base, like once the season ends. This will be our first time doing the transition of living in one place during the off season and then living in New Jersey for in season. So you know, I, I don't know too much like of how it's going to feel yet, but I think it's going to be pretty exciting, like being able to live in two different states throughout the year. You know, most people don't get that opportunity. So to do it, I'm very excited. But if I could live anywhere, I think I would try out Houston, Texas. Never been there, but I heard like nothing but great things about it. That's really funny because Bryce and I are both in Houston, Texas. Wow. Not particularly <laughs> by choice. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great place. It is a great place to live. I'm coming from Florida, so that's a hard place to leave. But I will say Houston has everything you could need or want. They have it. Especially when I see the little different things on like social media and stuff and they like compare like a house in California compared to a house in New York compared to like a house in Houston. And it's like Houston always has the biggest price for like the like not that much, you know, so. Yeah, we looked a little bit in the Houston suburbs for a while and I was like, oh my gosh, these places are mansions. Um, and <laughs> yeah. no state income tax here in Texas. So that's good. Yeah. yeah big jump from New York for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> yeah. I remember every time Chad would get his paycheck and be like, look at this. Do you see much you're taking out from Texas? It's <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot when he was with New Jersey. And now he's like, no state income tax. I think it's also Florida. So Brian kind of mm-hmm. worked out with both mm-hmm. Florida yeah. and there because they were yeah. with the Tampa Bay Bucks before. So yeah, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So of the three mm-hmm. teams, he's been in uh, all teams that have no state income tax. But how crazy is it? Have you guys seen how uh, when they do when you pay taxes at the end of the year, they send you like a I don't even know what you would call that thing. Um, the breakdown like, of all the states. Yeah, so you like every time you play in that state, you pay that state's taxes. I think you're talking about like a W two. They have they usually like yeah all the separate W two forms they have to fill out. That's crazy. Yeah, like you did not want to play all three California teams in one season. (laughs) Hello, I think that's the worst part about like being on like the Jets. Probably is like how much taxes they take out like. It's not even affecting me, but like to see it come out of tears, I'm like, wow, like, I don't know how you do it, but does it, like, it's crazy. It is. It's hard. Even though we're in it, it's still hard to wrap your head around just like the amount of money and then how much you have to pay on top of that too. Like other people don't understand it. And I feel like I'm living it and I still like, I I don't even understand. Insane. So I didn't realize that you guys were so new to the league. I feel like I've seen, I mean, I watch college football as well. So I've probably mm-hmm. seen him then that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys are pretty young to be owning 
your houses both where you guys stay for season and then off season. That's amazing. How did you guys go about figuring that out, deciding that you want to do that instead of like we've had ladies say, I mean, we're doing this too, renting apartments or something like that, furnished apartments. So it's a little less commitment because we have commitment issues we've said on this podcast as well. (laughs) So how did you guys decide to go into home ownership or condo ownership? Well, like I got previously kind of stated um, last season, we thought that we wanted to live here full time, especially with me trying to hurry up and finish my degree. And I transferred to a school up here near the facility. Um, So we tried to do it year round and like we really like hated it because like the North is new to us. So we don't really find much to do or things to do. So we're pretty much bored and then we don't have any family. So this season we decided to move back home. And since we know like he's fresh in the NFL, we're like, we need a forever like area. So most of our things can stay there. And when we come here, we can bring like a smaller amount of like clothing and items to make traveling at the end of the season easier. So we decided the location, which was Atlanta, Georgia. And then like, we went on to see like, hey, should we like lease a place again? Or should we just like, buy flat out and like I came up with the idea of just buying like a condo flat out because I'm like all right we're two years in and there's no there's no telling how many more years we have to go so if we sit here and like pay rent or you know whatever every month like that's gonna add up and by the time you're ready to like purchase a forever home you didn't pay like almost nearly half of like what it would be to actually purchase it flat out. And I'm like, this is a start for us, like having an investment. Like, so if we buy this property, think about like five years from now when we're ready to like officially buy a home, we can just rent this condo out. And then like that can pay for like maybe utilities or like the upkeep of the new home. So like, I kind of think on that side, since I run a business, like I'm always like trying to put numbers together and see the best way to save things and what really makes sense in a long run. Because like, I've always researched a lot and like a lot of wise people say like you should have investments and you should own property or land, you know, and that's how you keep a steady income coming in. And Allison could speak a little to that because they just bought some property in Florida. Yeah, we kind of did the same thing Um, with each house that um, he's bought one instead of selling one. We decided, you know what, let's just keep this one since you own it and then we'll buy our house and Mm -hmm. rent this one out. So then we do have like a constant steady income, even during the off season, or if you happen to go into free agency. Um, But then also like you're just building your own business for after the league. If you can, you know, build up those rental properties, then you already have a business ready to go as soon as you choose to retire. Um, But go ahead and tell us about your business that you have, how you came up with the idea, and what it is. So I started my business back in high school, and I was just, like, obsessed with, like, different cute, comfortable clothing pieces. So I kind of named it out through myself in a way. It's called Miranda Couture. And, like, you can – it's Couture with a K, so it's MirandaCouture.com. And, like, I just sell, like, comfy, trendy clothing pieces from like loungewear to sets to tops to bottoms and I just I fell in love with it so like I really love my business in a way so I kind of put my all into it so 
that's that's how I got to where I am now. And like we're constantly growing like each and every day. If I can sit back and tell you guys like how I started to like where I am now to having like inventory on hand and working on getting a warehouse and I have different celebrities like wear my pieces each and every day. Like I really like say I love my business with pride, you know. That's amazing. I mean, in saying that you're looking at different celebrities who are also wearing your pieces, it's also helping you grow your network and you become familiar with more people, especially being in the NFL, you already have that built-in network, which is amazing. And it's really cool that you're talking about investment properties because you guys just got into the league. And I know first rounders, I know there's a lot of money in there. There's a lot of uh, draft bonus and stuff in there. And the fact that you guys are investing it already two years in you have your own business he's doing his thing you guys are a multiple income household and that's super amazing and very smart and you're in school as well doing all this stuff so how's school been going school's great um I started off as a nursing student and I was nearly almost finished but then like once we kind of got deeper in the NFL, I learned like nursing, like it wasn't my passion anymore. It was more so the business side, especially like this is around the time my business started, you know, taking off. And like, I just ended up changing my mind to marketing just because like I have so many connects in the business world right now with him being uh, signed to Young Money and like so many other big name people. So like um, right now I'm an undergrad in marketing and I'll be done next January. That just sounds like so much to manage. We were talking before the recording of this podcast. I'm getting up at eight and like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is so early. It's like, no, it's not. Eight is when (laughs) people get up. This is a normal time. Right, right. It's all about discipline, you know, like, especially if you're able to get a little workout in. Like, if you just put yourself on a set schedule, it'll go that way anyway. Like, I I usually go to sleep around, like, 8 p.m. at night and like I'm up at like 6 6 30 like without even setting an alarm so it's definitely all about discipline yeah and when you have a goal in mind you're like mm-hmm. I gotta get this done that makes it it makes it a lot easier it feels better too when you can get up super early and just knock out everything you have to do it around like maybe three four o'clock it's like all right cool I finished everything now we can go play you know yeah I, my brain works like that but I'm not in that lifestyle or that phase of life right now but prior to um uh I don't know I guess being an NFL wife I was a elementary school teacher so in my head I'm like day is over at 4 p.m like (laughs) that's when (laughs) my work should be done and I should start relaxing and doing whatever I feel like doing Um, and then I also I have like this weird rule um I don't like to do any work after dinner time so like no business. But also, especially now with it getting dark earlier, I don't like to call people after dark. Like my mom's like, oh, just call them right now and ask them or tell them this. And I'm like, it's so late at night. And she's like, no, it's not. It's eight o'clock. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to call someone and bother them right now. But I'm like, am I a grandma? Is this normal? Like what has made me think this way? I have no idea. But I definitely like everything to be done before dark. So I just thought of this. Uh, I didn't write this down beforehand. So you guys went to school in Alabama. You guys have your property in Atlanta. And during the off season, you were down there during all when Black Lives Matter blew up. I was in Newport Beach and it was still, I mean, you know, all around the world, 
every it was getting so much recognition. How was being in the South, the Deep South, during that time? How was that experience? Um, it was it was different for me. Like it was as with us being so young and us growing up, like that's something like you think you would read about in your history books in class, but to actually like be here to like live and see it, like it was like it was mind blowing, especially like when, you know, the riots and stuff were breaking out, like that was even different to see. And like, I was like so scared about it that we literally like drove up to the beach and stayed at the beach for like a week because it was like bothering me emotionally. So like, I just kind of escaped it for a moment and we just went up to the beach. So like, once we came back from the beach and we seen like a lot of like damage and everything that was done during the process and like, me and Q would just like sit at home and really talk about it and like what we think like the world could do to like, you know, do better in ways and stuff like that. And like, obviously we had different point of views. Like I'm sure like a lot of people do, but that was very like touchy, you know, it was new. Yeah, definitely for me opened up a lot of conversations with people, a lot of emotional arguments and just sitting on my bed thinking just like like you were saying like it's super emotional because my 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 dad is black and japanese so coming from a side where i'm mixed and like there's that thing where there's also some type of identity crisis with people who are mixed as well you know you had the one drop role and now it doesn't even matter if there's one drop and you know so it's it's like finding your own identity in it too and being emotionally connected to it was such a weird experience, but I'm really glad that it opened up the conversation and it's made me try to be more intentional with the things that I do. Open up on this podcast, even open up the floor for every type of woman in the NFL. Be conscious that, okay, like we, we've had the same, per not the same person, but the same ethnicity on this, on this show, not intentionally, but saying, okay. I need to go out of my way to do this because there isn't a lot of representation uh, over the internet. Like I'm looking at TikTok too, and it's TikTok too. Um, it's very one demographic of people. So you have to be intentional with it. It's not like you're trying to do this, but you just got to sometimes like actively push the other way. So I think it was a super emotional, but enlightening thing for me as well. Did you find... Um that like did those emotions continue as football season started and you i feel like coming out of all like with quarantine and all the black lives matter stuff happening and then it was like okay well are we even going to have a football season and then football season starts and we find out okay it's happening and you you feel like the world's starting to try to get back to normal but then all of those conversations continued in the football season. I know at least like within our team, it did. And I would assume with every single team, because it's a conversation that should be had. But did those emotions continue? Like, were they like brought over into football where, like with different meetings and stuff happening and just having it talked about a lot? I felt like, um, and did that, do you feel like it was like a positive uh, outcome from all that? Those emotions did transfer over to football, and I can kind of remember, like, some of the conversations, like, because meetings were virtually, so, like, if he's home, I can literally hear, like, what the coaches are saying and talking about, so they, like, used to, like, 
really like talk about it and they would want the guys to like voice their opinions but most of the time they wanted those conversations to happen in person so they would just ask the players like hey can we get like 10 20 minutes out of the day because we really want to see how you guys feel and like different stuff like that it was certain things that you know some people said that I didn't agree on but I can also understand like it's hard for you to like say things when you kind of never experienced it in a way and I kind of really had a serious talk with Q about that before because I'm just like you know you never really got to experience what a lot of people are out here fighting for one because you have the title NFL behind you so people automatically like put you on a higher pedestal so you never really had to go through it but I was just like you know think about like my brother or think about like your brother and like the things that they may have to go through like coming in contact with law enforcement and it's just being like and it just goes south you know like so once I had those type of serious conversations with him he started like taking the whole Black Lives Matter thing like totally different and he was like you know what you're right like if I wasn't in the NFL like I could really relate to what was going on so he wouldn't voice his opinion at the uh, Jets and they ended up like not even practicing for a day. They just sat down and came up with different solutions and they put it out on media. And like, I really respected it on a whole nother level. So we really take like matters like that very seriously. And that's a really good point that you made too, if you weren't in the NFL. And I feel like that's across across the board for NFL players. If you were an NFL player, maybe they wouldn't listen to you or the fact that you are an NFL player, you have this platform. People are like, why would you listen to athletes? Well, you are. So, you know, use that platform for good. And just the fact that they like the fans love watching our men on Sundays, but then maybe off the field, they're like, "Mm, don't care about you so much. They like it when it's entertainment. These these boys are are men are entertainers, which sounds weird, but if they're on the field, those guys are like they're gods. But off the field, you know, sometimes it's not always like that. I agree, I agree. That's a great point. Side note, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But um the NFL's doing the my cause my cleats um games coming up. What um, cause is Q going to be repping? We've actually been talking about that around dinner time for like the past two days because like I already know like if he was actually participating in it, he would do breast cancer because like his mom passed away from breast cancer. So like he's very like he's very like in tune with like breast cancer. Like we go to different societies and stuff and he speaks and you know, talks to everyone, tell them his story. And like he, last year we went up to the one in New York and he actually surprised someone who um, overcame it. And he surprised them with like the Super Bowl tickets and a sign ball by him. But right now he's actually like trying to find someone that can help him do the My Cause, My Cleats. So <laughs> we're actually not participating in it, but if he could, that's definitely who he would go with is breast cancer. And that's what I think is also so important about us being on this podcast and asking different questions that reporters don't really ask. Obviously, on the field, they want to talk about football and stuff, but rounding these men out, rounding the women out as people and realizing, okay, it's not just the the game day outfits. Maybe like we're posting cute pics, but it's like, I don't always do that. I don't always look like that. It's fun, but there's other things that we do. We we are full people. You got to have some character development here, you guys. Um, and that's what the NFL gives you. And I think it's really important 
to make it known that we we are also people like we aren't just what you see on a page what you see on instagram and that's across the board for everybody though because instagram you know (laughs) those poses will be tricking you it's all about the angles yeah i'm definitely guilty of it too but i'll also post the ugly ones too or like i'll post something on my my story i'm like y'all this is what i actually look like posing this picture so don't get it twisted i agree and like what you were saying like we're definitely people like outside of the whole football people like i really feel like we're such normal people like I live such a normal life. Most people probably wouldn't think so. But like, like I told you earlier, like I don't eat breakfast all the time. Like my life's not perfect. You know, like we still have to wash dishes, you know, like just your day to day things. Like nothing really changes when like you're genuine. When you're a genuine person, nothing really changes. Like the money doesn't change, you know. Like, so Yeah. And you I wanted to bring this up, too, because you just had a birthday. Yes. And I saw your pictures and, you know, you saying you're a normal person, like the pictures look so beautiful and gorgeous and glamorous. And you're like, that's one day. And the next day I'm like, all right, back to the books. Like, let's do this. <laughs> I promise you, like on my birthday, I literally had like three finals that I crunched so I could get ready for this birthday dinner that I like threw myself in a way. But I promise you stressing out I was stressing out on my birthday it took three finals back to back and then I took a nap you know right before the dinner because like you need a nap after taking three exams and I actually overslept and woke up 30 minutes before our driver was outside to go to the city so I promise you like those pictures are really like a one-day thing like and that's kind of how social media is most of the time most pictures that you see people post on social media when they're all thought up they don't actually look like that at the moment. I even do things like that with my business. Like you go have a shoot that you sit there and take all different pictures, different clothes, different poses, different makeup, different hairstyles. And then you sit at home, you know, with your pajamas on, hair in a bun, and you're posting like really cute pictures. And people think like, oh, she's looking like that every day. But the truth is like, you're not. Cause I can't even do that. I cannot get cute with makeup on seven days a week. I really, tops off to the women who can, but I cannot, I cannot at all. (laughs) I I do the same thing where like we have a roommate and he's like, you didn't do that today. Like you were at home all day. I was like, I'm a fraud. I'm telling you, I am a fraud. I just, I was like, I'm gonna post this. I'm gonna post this. I mean, shoot, you got to keep it interesting and entertain yourself some way during QT. No, I was just going to say I have no backup photos to post. So I just have had like absolutely nothing on Instagram since football season started because I'm just sitting here doing absolutely nothing, nothing interesting at least. So talking about apparel, I scrolled through your Instagram and your game day outfits are on point. Do you make your own game day outfits? You got a different one every time. Like I got to step it up. I want a new one every time. Like. Tell us how you look so good every every game day. Honestly, like we were just saying in our previous conversation, this is how it started. I'm bombing because I'm in school Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And on Saturdays, I'll get a little study in on top of like slaving, getting him ready for, you know, football on Sunday, trying to get him out the house. So it's like Sunday, I wake up in a home that's clean by myself. So I'm like, okay, it's time to like step out and get cute. So that is literally the one day of the week I can honestly say like, I'm trying, but most of the things like I'm a, I'm called I don't know what to call it. I guess I'll say I'm an outfit saver in a way. I'm the type of person that 
I'll buy something in January and be like, oh, this will look so good for the season. So I don't wear it like none of those months. And then boom, on a Sunday, I'll wear it. So people like really think I go out of my way. But I promise you, like I have a million outfits in my closet. That's like once I buy something, I'm already like putting it in my head like this is for this certain day. Like even Q can vouch for me. Sometimes like I'll go and get like certain shoes or whatever. And I'm like, this is a game day fit or this is an airport fit, you know, and I won't wear it until that day. But most of the things I have, like for game day, sometimes I make them myself. Sometimes people send me stuff to help with their businesses. And I like try to do my best on promoting it. And I don't know, that's just like literally the day that I take a lot of pride in as Sundays. You know, everybody wants to see, like, how are, are you going to support your guy in a way? And I just, I love those moments, especially when we were able to go to the games. This year, I kind of, like, haven't done much because I've only been able to go to one game to be there. But I love Sunday outfits. <laughs> and I love looking at them. It's inspired <laughs> me to be, and I'm like, I need to go extra. Like, and I remember thinking we have a friend here. I have a friend here and she, this is her first year. So she just wears the Jersey and like jeans or something. And I look at my old pictures. I was wearing a Jersey and shorts. And now I'm like, I'm wearing boots. I'm going to get sparkle letters on. Like I am ready for the whole thing. Uh, and you talking mm-hmm. about getting your game day fits ready they're very supportive of your man. They're not just, you know, you could go out to the club afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like you're repping, what's his number? 95. You're repping 95 head to toe. And I'm sure he loves that seeing you like screaming before the game. Honestly, like that's why I take pride in it. Like, because he just feels like I'm supporting him on another level. Like he'll really be like, wow, you have hairpins with a 95 on it. Like that's deep. So with me doing stuff like that for him, honestly, it makes him so happy. Like, I promise you, he he's to the point now where he tries to give me ideas. He's like, well, can you do this? You know, add this. Like, I literally sit around here. I have hats, headbands, scarves, pins, Barbie pins, like, jerseys blinged out, shirts blinged out, shirts ripped, shirts bleached. Like, I can go on and on and on. Next year, I might do some jumpsuits, but... <laughs> He's out here like putting pins in your hair and stuff. He's like, hold on, let me get you nice and fitted. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love I love that. And I remember, so when Jenny nominated you, she she was like, they have the cutest relationship. Yesterday we had to postpone because you didn't have headphones. You go, my other half put the headphones. I'd be like, my guy put him in the car. Like he left him there. Like just the way you talk about him, the, the pictures that you guys post, you have a very it appears on Instagram, you know, that you have a very cute and like loving relationship. So do you guys bring that off the field? You guys could like still play with each other, mess with each other? Like how, how's your relationship? Our relationship, I could just, if I could describe it as one word, I would just say fun. Like, I feel like I found my best friend and I always, he's my best friend. He's like my soulmate. Like he's like the guy version of me. Like if I could be a guy, it would be him. And I think if he could be a girl, it would be me. So, like, everything goes hand in hand. Like, we're just, it doesn't matter who we're around, like, if the moment's serious or not. Like, we just always find ways to just have fun. Like, every single day, like, he can come home and we'll just start a water balloon fight, knowing we're not supposed to, like, waste water all over, you know, the furniture and stuff. But it's just, like, whatever. Like, it's all about having fun. Like, every single moment. I think we laugh, like, 
a million times of the day. Like right now he's in football meetings and he's, I don't know if y'all see me like with him left. He's really annoying me. He's like taking pictures and just stuff like that. So it's really like fun. I guess it's, it's always fun. <laughs> You're each other's biggest hype man. Yes, a hundred percent. Like he puts me on a pedestal and I'll put him on a pedestal. Like on Sundays, I know it's Q's day. So we support Q and like, honestly, like Monday through Saturday, he makes it about me and like supports my business and, you know, help me study and things like that. So it's all about like balance. Like a lot of people like see when I post things on my story, I'm always like, you have to treat your man like a king, especially like, because he treats me like a queen. So it's not just a one-way street where like the guys in the NFL so like he only like buys you know things for his girl and do this and that for her like no it's like a 50 50 thing like he goes out for me on like my birthdays I do the same for his birthdays like I want him to feel what he's giving out you know everyone growing up you always want somebody to give you something that you're giving out so that's kind of like how we like do things so very childish in a way too like but it's so fun I think that's the best thing like you can't be serious all the time I promise you that is so cute that he's like that I feel like I'm constantly like trying to my guy is more chill and Brian's <laughs> a little bit more chill too and I'm the like mm -hmm. da, 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 da. like it's it's 8 40 I'm about to walk outside and be like what's up guys so I feel like <laughs> I gotta give that energy but like the fact that he gives it back to you and like you said Monday mm -hmm. through Saturday hypes you mm -hmm. up your business helps you study look yes and like what you were saying like there are a lot of chill people in the world and sometimes we really try to play the chill role but then we're looking at each other like what are we doing like why are we trying to you know be someone we're not and like he'll even go to the facility and like I don't know what it is like some people may think like oh we're just still puppy love and stuff like even when he's away like we're on FaceTime because like we're each other's best friends you know how you talk to your best friend all the time like he can walk out the house right now go to the facility and like we're already on FaceTime and you can hear the comments from like his closest employers they're like dang you can't even leave her alone for 10 minutes and we're like it's not even like that. Like we're friends. We have so much to talk about all the time. So much to joke about. And he jokes with the guys on the team. Like he's just very, very playful. And like one thing about us, like no matter what we're going through, we stay happy. Like that's kind of like our house rule. Like no matter what you stay happy because we have like a million other things to turn around and say, I'm blessed for. So that's like our little motto, no matter what, like happy, rainy day, happy. You just lost it all, still happy, so. It's funny that you guys are kind of like the same person because like like Bryce said, like my guys chill and we're, we're more opposites. Like we have all the same interests, but our, our attitude and energy is just opposites. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a different vibe, but still like, yeah, he'll be like, I have to, I have to go. I have to get to work. I have to leave for the stadium now. And I'm just like talking, talking, talking as he's walking out the door. And I'm like, I just have to get this all out. What I should probably just be like, okay, go. And then call him when he gets in the car. But I'm just like chasing him out to the car, trying to finish my story. Yeah, <laughs> so, I'm going to take your advice. I'm just going to be like, okay, bye. And then FaceTime him immediately. Like, well, this is actually what I was going to say. Yeah, exactly. That That's the key to it. I don't know if he's like super like, have to be on time for everything you know like because Q's super crazy about that because like the team hotel is like literally like 40 minutes away from where we live so he's always like 
he's like an overachiever. And I think that's what makes me such a great person. It's like, he has some nice traits. Like, he's just so like, like, I didn't really know discipline until like I got with him. Like, and that's how I got on his sleep schedule I was telling him about. But he's just an overachiever. Like, if he has to be somewhere at eight, like he's already heading there at six because he always says like this saying that, when you're on time, you're late, but when you're early, you're on time. So, and for listeners who don't know, people are not aware that if these players are late to any meeting, they're going to get fined. <laughs> so, it's not just like, oh, we'll clap on the wrist, you're fine mm-hmm. today. Like, no, it's a going to cost you a lot of money if you show up late. <laughs> Exactly. And there's not, it's not fines like $250 or $100 or $50. Oh, no. no, we're talking about commas, you know? Yeah. So. All of us people. <laughs> I remember too, when Chad was on the Jets he, and, and he's been to different teams, he's like, nobody finds like the Jets. They love their fines over there at the Jets. If I could have a printout of the things, like, like I said, he's a great person. Like he's not one of those, but whole players or anything like that like and he has like a list of fines and like you get fined for like farting in meetings you get fined for like if they feel like you say anything like assaulting like a different race or gender or anything like that it's another fine like it's just honestly it's kind of things that's silly but in a way I guess it makes sense because it's supposed to be like a business place of business but you get fined. Sometimes I feel like you get fined if you blink twice. So they get fined so much. I know no one asked for my opinion, but I think there should be a <laughs> fine for wearing jewelry on the field. Oh, that ooh. is dangerous. I think I know where you're going with this, but yes. This is a safety that- hazard, okay? If a dancer or a cheerleader cannot wear earrings on the mm. field, I don't understand how these guys are playing with all this jewelry on. Like, yes, especially in like middle school and high school. Like I was playing volleyball growing up and we got fine for wearing simple studs. Like you couldn't wear nose rings, like any, you couldn't even wear the little scrunchies or the hair twisty ties, whatever people call it, like on your hand. And that's a fine. So I know. And crazy. then you guys are out there wearing like the most expensive gold chains with their jerseys and shoulder pads. That I'm like, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> but this is not the place for the time. And I'm concerned for your neck <laughs> agree, agree. Mm-hmm. Wait, i thought i think watches is a fine right because obj did that like yes, to make a I point a couple years ago. yeah because you're gonna knock somebody in the head i mean they got helmets on you know but that watch was too expensive to be wearing out there anyway i would have found them too like wear that when you get off the yeah. field you know like don't do that if something happens to it you just find yourself now you gotta pay for mm-hmm. it like this is why they don't ask us what we think <laughs> exactly <laughs> like we don't want your opinion okay well you're gonna get it you're gonna get my opinion. um do, i have a question which this is one that we have on like everyone's list but we haven't really been asking it um but I'm interested in your answer being, you know, a girl for coming from the Alabama football team. Mm-hmm. Um, do you watch football on your own? Like, are you interested in football? Do you like it? Do you watch other teams on Sundays when he's gone? I love football. Like, 
even if he didn't play football, this would still be a football household. I grew up as a little girl, like having my dad and brothers. So like Saturdays and Sundays were footballs. We had like different like watch parties on Saturdays and Sundays. Saturdays for college, Sundays for NFL. And like, I just grew up really liking it. So like when it was like, and then my high schools I went to, we were a big like football team there. And then like, after I lived, them I went down to Alabama and like that was just fun actually being a student for a winning team so like you get to talk all the trash you want and like going to national championships like football still going on in January for us you know like it was it was major so like to meet a guy who like plays football and like on Sundays now when I watch it I'm able to say like that's my guy out there like kind of does something to me like kind of puts me in my feelings a little bit And I always ask him the question of, like, do you feel like who you are? Like, once you're off the field, so many people will, like, pictures and autographs of you. Like, do you actually feel like you're a celebrity or whatever? And he'd be like, no. (laughs) Uh, Growing up, you said you watched football on Sundays with your family. Uh, What was your team that you would watch or cheer for? Sundays, we were forced to root for Dallas Cowboys because that's my father's favorite NFL team. But I grew up like wanting to go for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> and then now I'm here at the Jets. So <laughs> I know I just think it's funny because I feel like everyone grows up cheering for a certain team and you don't plan your life to be married to one of the players. And you're like, oh, well, now I'm a fan of this team. <laughs> Uh, but you, so you're from Atlanta, Georgia, is that right? No, no, no. That makes We're sense. from Birmingham, Alabama, but Atlanta, Georgia is like the next biggest city within like a normal like. It's only like two hours away, and like I just, we just both love Atlanta so much. Like if you come from like where we're from, like the city we we're born and raised in, it's best if you just like branch out and go farther you know what i'm saying so that that was kind of like our place like it was a mutual place we both loved it so that's considered home for us now two points i love to hate on alabama i'm sorry i just do <laughs> y'all win way too much i'm like no no <laughs> every year i'm over it i'm sick of it and then everybody yeah, exactly um it's like it was like the patriots you're like Okay, they won again. Boston mm-hmm. fans are crazy. Blah blah blah. So y'all are the patriots of the college of of college. Uh, two, do you guys uh, have this issue where you're saying that your dad's a cowboy fan, and you want to be an Atlanta fan, but you got to be a Jets fan when they're when people ask you what's your team, you go, well, right now it's the Jets, but I grew up with the Falcons. My dad's a, and then they're like, why do you have three favorite teams? <laughs> Like in different divisions, and you, uh, I, you know, it bounces around. I have a certain vested interest, like without being like, yeah, my my guy's on the field because it changes. You know, your favorite team changes when he leaves. Do you guys have that? I have issue? that. I have that issue like a lot because like you catch me wearing jet jets apparel like more than usual. Like I'll usually just have on like his hoodie or his shirt or something all the time because. It's right there. We have so much just up here. So you just grab it and wear it. And like, I'll go to the grocery store, like down south with it on. And like, people are like, you're a Jets fan? And I'm like, unfortunately, like the circumstances, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, my guy plays for the Jets. Cause the first thing is like, 
oh my gosh, like they suck. How are you a Jets fan? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, I'm not, but I got to say I am. <laughs> Don't bite the hand that feeds you, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because when I was with the Jets, it was it was kind of the same thing. It was like, you know, you got the diehard Jets fans. I feel like that's the older generation mm -hmm. and the Giants are a little bit younger and they're like, ugh, why do you like the Jets? Mm -hmm. Oh no, I have to. It's like a year like, thing. You were in that the Jets like how they are now. Like, I think we're like 0 and 11. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to save that for the boys. The boys in the <laughs> we're going to go to more fun holiday stuff. We have a Ooh. holiday edition for you. And this is going to be interesting, too, since you have your own business and your apparel business. I think your answers are going to be a little bit different than the other woman's. Mm. So. Mm. Are we ready, Allison? Okay, Miranda, we're going to ask you some holiday questions here. This is only your second year in the league. So you guys, I'm sure, are just starting to build some traditions together. But I know with him playing in college, like holidays have already kind of been centered around football for you guys but now just being away from your family and friends um it's good to think about these things uh as we're like getting started and building homes away from home what is your favorite holiday movie to watch i actually think it's something like polar express i don't know why but i really like that movie like i'm really into it when it comes on you know so that's definitely probably like my favorite holiday movie <laughs> That's a good choice. I remember seeing that one in theaters and the animation is just unreal. Like it creeped me out at first. I was like, how is this like a cartoon, but they look like humans. And now when you watch it, I'm not so freaked out. I'm just like, this movie is genius. That's one I would show in my classroom every, every year. It's a good one for the kids. They love it. What is your... <laughs> least favorite christmas song or holiday song doesn't have to be christmas i don't think i have a least favorite i really like listening to like just different christmas music especially like putting up christmas decorations you just go on like pandora and like put in like the little christmasy thingy like i really like listening to it it's just so joyful and like it's the most wonderful time of the year i think they always say <laughs> so, <laughs> yes that's funny. Both people so far have said they listen to music while putting up their decorations. That's a family tradition. Like you have to do that. There's no putting up Christmas trees and getting Christmas spirit without listening to Christmas music. So like what what playlist would you pick? Like Christmas pop songs, like the classics? It's a I would say a mix because I like the Christmas songs like everyone would usually play. Like I was just saying the most wonderful time of the year, that song. And then like I also like the Chris Brown version of like his music song, you know, the Mariah Carey. So just a mix. Like I'm not really picky. I like it all. And your favorite holiday dish could be something you make or something someone else brings. My favorite dish that I make is my sweet potato pie because Quentin hypes me up and he's like acting like that's the only way he can like play football and function around this time. Like literally last game. Well, I think it was last game. Um, I had made the sweet potato pies for even Thanksgiving. And he was like, he just went out there and balled out. And he kept telling everybody on the sideline, like, yeah, I'm balling out because I got sweet potato pie when I get home. So he hypes my sweet potato pie up. I would definitely say sweet potato pie. <laughs> Do you and your man buy each other gifts for the holidays? Well, last year edition was like our first, like, real, real, like, okay, we're in the home together. We're 
buying Christmas trees and stuff like that, um, Christmas together. And like last year we had this rule because like we just get to the point where like we just like being together and enjoying the actual holiday. It's not really about gift giving. So like he had this thing growing up because he was like one of four kids. They used to do like you can only choose three. You get three gifts. So like that's it. Like you better hope you better write down the most three that you want. So like we did that last year. So like he got me three gifts and I got him exactly three gifts. And then like that was it, you know. But like this year is a little different because like now we're like, all right, let's not get each other anything just because like it's not much that I want. It's not much that he wants. We just really want to enjoy the holiday. Like this year is totally different because we just bought a property and we moved into like a place up here that, you know, is small and stuff like that. So like we're not even probably going to put up a tree. I think I'm going to sneak and go buy one today. But for the most part, I don't think we're going to do it. But like, I think we have an understanding this year that we're not going to like give gifts to each other. We're going to give gifts to other people as far as like doing gift cards for different families back at home and stuff like that. So it's more so about giving to, you know, others like the less fortunate and so they can enjoy Christmas and stuff. So and that makes us happy. So, well, if you're going to go buy a tree, you need to make up your mind quick. And I say this from experience because we did that last year. Oh, we're not going to get one this year we were just in an apartment and we didn't have like the tree stand the lights we have to buy all of it and then it's like we're only here for three months what do we do with it afterwards so we're just like no we don't need it to make our holiday special but then we ended up doing it so would you go for a real tree or a fake tree I would definitely do like a false tree only because like I know I'm not gonna have help bringing a real Christmas tree if I had a real Christmas tree like he's gonna be like what is this? Only because we grew up with fake trees because you can reuse them every year. So like we would definitely do like the fake trees, 100%. They come pre-lit and everything now. So. so that's what we ended up doing. We Brian's a total real tree kind of guy, but we waited so long that when we went and looked at them, the real trees that were left were just not in good shape and they were still so expensive. And I'm like, on top of this, we have to buy a tree stand and the tree skirt and the lights so it was just going to be so much cheaper to just buy the pre-lit fake tree and I'm like you know what and if we end up having to go to a different team we'll give this away to someone when we're done but we're still in Houston so we got to keep it and reuse it so I was like oh what a two for one Christmas tree two years one tree <laughs> Right, right. Lucky you guys. We had like this house and we just like moved out of it like October and like we got to the point that moving was becoming so stressful. So like we had literally just bought this Christmas tree last year alone with so many decorations because think about it, we had a house to decorate and like we literally knocked on our next door neighbor and was like, everything's yours. Like the brand new Christmas tree, the ornaments to go on it, like just so much decorated and now I'm like wishing I would have kept it because now I want to like get some more so lucky you for keeping it <laughs> we had to pay for storage but what is the favorite gift that you have ever given someone my favorite gift that I got someone was obviously cute because I go above and beyond for him and like I got his car set up here from down south and I wrapped it because he's big on like this particular car it's like a hellcat 
it's like most guys are into it. I'm not really into like cars like that. And I got it wrapped for him and gave it to him the other day for his birthday because his birthday was coming up and he like started crying. So like, I feel like I did a really great job. So that was like one of the best gifts I got. Was this like a new car or like his car, but he left at home? A new car. Whoa. I mean, I would also be very emotional if like I had left my car in Florida and then Brian just had it shipped here for me. I'd be, like, I'd be very happy about that. <laughs> Regift my car. Yeah, because we would always sit and watch YouTube videos on like people like renting the engine with a car and like doing donuts in it. So I was like, well, that's a better birthday gift than to get the car, get it wrapped, and basically pick you up from practice in it because I dropped him off that morning and he was putting up a big fuss because I'm never on time picking him up. So when I picked him up in the car, he was just like, he just bought out. He was like, no way. Like, I can't believe you. Miranda, showing up and showing out. Okay, if you guys were to throw a Christmas party, what would the theme of your Christmas party be? Winter Wonderland, for sure. If you were to throw a Winter Wonderland party, you would obviously have to go get some more decorations or would you hire someone to come in and decorate for that decorate myself but I would probably have to like reach out to other people for specific like pieces I would get just like I don't know I try to go above and beyond when I do stuff so I would need like ice sculptures and things like that so I couldn't make it myself I tried last year but it didn't work out because I'm the type of person I like trying to do everything myself because off topic, but I got an ice sculpture last year for his birthday because I threw him a surprise birthday party. So I got this big ice sculpture and it was a cute. And like, I tried to make the ice sculpture myself, but it didn't work out. So I had to like, obviously buy some, I mean, pay someone to do that. But for the winter wonderland party, I would definitely, and I would try to get some sort of like kind of real snow. I know it'll melt. So the place that had to be a little cold, but I don't know. I would have to try to figure that out, but I think it'll be nice. You know, like the snow effect, like it's coming from the ceiling. I think that'll be pretty cool. That's what I was imagining. So I was like, I feel like her winter wonderland party would be legit. And I don't really know if she can do that or if she needs to hire someone (laughs) for help. So I have to ask, where do you even begin to try to make an ice sculpture yourself in the shape of a cue? Best friend on learning how to do things is YouTube. You can almost do anything and it's where you want to do it. You just YouTube it. Like, um, I remember, like, I learned about how great YouTube was for sure. And I knew I wasn't the only person that felt the same way because the year, the summer before his first season here at the Jets, like, I'm like, all right, so what are you going to do about a trainer? Like, you know, most guys be trainers or at least this is things I hear. He was like, YouTube. He was like, I'm a YouTube how to train for the football season. So I kid you not, he used YouTube to prepare for the first season in the NFL. <laughs> he was like, anything a trainer can teach me how to do, like I can YouTube. And I'm like, I feel you. Like I do the same thing when it's time to learn how to do something. I promise you, YouTube is like your best friend. YouTube training for the football season. That is probably the most creative, probably YouTube search I have heard of. Okay, we've got one more holiday question here. One word that best describes the holiday season for you. Can I use two? <laughs> yeah, make your episode. You can do whatever you want. I don't know, maybe three, maybe three. Three good ones. Okay, happiness is definitely one. 
everybody's usually happy around the holidays for many reasons. Like you get to see your family, friends, like loved ones, like it's the best time of the year. I would say giving like, because usually like, even if you don't cook for a holiday, you're usually like bringing things over to another family, you know, to contribute or like around Christmas time, you're like just giving. And then like the third one, I would just say, it's just like bliss because there's not a lot of people out there that could really enjoy a holiday because they're either like their loved ones isn't there anymore or they can't afford to like really do the things they want and just you just really think about like how blessed you are around like especially holidays so we've talked all about your your start with the nfl your draft day experience um buying a house owning a business managing your relationship and time you seem to be owning all of it like a total queen um but that's that's my summarization. What would you say has been your overall experience in the NFL so far? My overall experience is like meeting different women and learning about like their different relationships with girls, like attending Bible study, attending the events, like having the different networks with people you probably never thought you would have. Sometimes you do get the better end on the stick when it comes to a person right being booked up and you just use that NFL card or just being invited to the Super Bowl for many events and traveling. Traveling is a big one in the NFL. You travel a lot, I would say. And just overall, I think it's just one of the best experiences ever. Like just even on my end, not even playing in the NFL, but like being attached to the NFL in a way. I think it's amazing. It's amazing. And if you could um, give advice to a rookie wife or girlfriend just coming into the league, what would that be? I would say remain humble and remain true to yourself because there's going to be a lot of people you meet and a lot of moments you face where you're going to feel like you need to be someone else besides yourself. And I would say don't do it like because the NFL doesn't even last long, so don't do it. Say yourself. Okay, and at the end of each episode, we've been having um, our guests nominate someone who they think would be great to share their story on the podcast. So is there anyone else that you can think of right now who you would like to nominate to come onto our show? Yes, and I think I want to just go abroad from the Jets. I would go to the Chicago Bears and nominate Allison Gore. All right, Allison, I will be DM and yes, so look out. Thank you for listening to episode nine of the NF Ladies podcast with our guest, Miranda Ross. We'll talk to you next week. If you like this episode, please go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars. Our music called Not Ready Yet is written, produced, and sung by my friend, Kira Grove. Again, my name is Bryce Watts. And I'm Allison Anger. And we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.